Hello and welcome to the Update Podcast. This week uh, we have me, Quentin, Tanner Smith, Carter Smith, and Chris. We're missing Wilkie this week. He's on a trip um, in Florida having fun without us. Um, This week we have the song and album of the week. We have our sports corner, matchup of the week, my word and random story of the week, and then Willie and winner of the week. Thanks for that intro, Quentin. Uh, the album of the week this week is Icarus Falls from the former, former One Direction star Zayn Malik. I picked this partially because Casey is one of the biggest One Direction fans out there, but I also thought the name of this album was perfect to explain Zayn's feelings towards this whole situation, towards his One Direction falling out. Um, if you know the story from Icarus and Greek mythology, um, it's got some really good symbolism there and also some really good songs on that album. Um, The last album that Zayn released was Mind of Mine, almost two years ago. Um, And so this brand new album released today is why he has our vote for Album of the Week. Alrighty, thanks for that Album of the Week, Tanner. We're going to now go to the Sports Corner, where we're each going to give our own individual story going on in sports this week. So we're going to start off with baseball, because Tanner Wilkie's not here. Okay, so my sports piece this week is the top five teams most likely to sign Bryce Harper this offseason. This is due to a listener's request and also because Wilkie isn't here. So like Chris said, that'll that'll, uh, make it so we can actually talk about this. Um, So the first team, well, actually, I'm going to go bottom down. So the fifth most likely team to sign Bryce Harper um, this offseason, in my opinion, is the New York Yankees. Um, and that's because they'll be able to offer him the big bucks like the Nationals um, will. So, um, and they always seem to make like a big splash signing in the winter offseason. So I think that this could be a way that they could do that this offseason. Um, this fourth most likely team is the Nationals because they have already offered him that contract for the 300 million in 10 years which is insane so that's why so mainly those those bottom two teams is because of the money um and obviously he wants to have all that money but the top three teams i believe they can still offer him quite a bit um and would be a little bit better of a fit for him so the third one is philadelphia um more likely they might want to sign manny machado um instead of Bryce Harper, um, but he would still be a good fit too. Um, and obviously, if they had the chance to sign Bryce Harper, I don't think they would pass up on that opportunity. Um, the second most likely team is the LA Dodgers. Um, they could get him to replace Manny Machado. Um, and the Dodgers need someone to really get them over the hump. They've been in the postseason every single year since 2013. So the past five years, and then they've been World Series runner-ups in the past two years. And then the most likely to sign Bryce Harper. Does anyone have a guess? I'm going to go Chicago Cubs. I was going to go White Sox. Yeah, it was Chicago Cubs. (laughs) Chicago. (laughs) So um, this is because um, I read up a little bit about it. Looks like Chris Bryant is a pretty good friend of his on the Cubs, and they would want to team up and have a good, you know, run. They're and they're always contenders, World Series contenders, in and out. And I think that they've got 
more of a chance to be contenders in the future more than those other teams. Um, I, I think the Dodgers will also, but I think the Cubs have a little bit better of a team, it seems like. So that's why I think he's most likely to sign. Agreed. I think it's Chicago Cubs right there. Chris Bryant and Bryce Harper. Wow. If he goes to the Phillies, I don't know. They'd be automatically much better. But Chris Chris Bryant and Bryce Harper together would be insane. Yeah. Bring the Cubs another championship. Oh, yeah. I think it would be definitely not as long as a drought as last time. Yeah, definitely not. (laughs) Probably not. I agree with that. How did you think the White Sox? Um, Well... I just was looking at different articles, and I, I know that the White Sox can offer him a lot of money, like most of the teams that you mentioned. Right, like the Nationals and the um, he did post something on Instagram. Yeah, he was in he was in Mexico playing uh, wiffle ball with some White Sox fans. So a lot of White Sox fans were excited about uh, it. They were starstruck. Yeah, and stuff. <laughs> so I, I don't know, and I, I've heard... Here and there, rumors, different stuff that, yeah. that he could go to the White Sox, so that's why. Dude, I was surprised I you didn't have the St. Louis Cardinals on there, dude. There's a picture of um, Nelly with uh, Bryce Harper the other day. <laughs> Nelly's a pretty persuasive guy. St. Louis might land him just because of that. Yeah. Maybe put him in the top five. <laughs> yeah, I could see that maybe. I, I saw them in a few things that I was researching on, but I didn't, I don't know. Some chatter. <laughs> I saw some chatter on the White Sox, too. Bunch of baddie boys saying that. Yeah. So there's my top five to round it out. Again, it's the Yankees number five, Nationals number four, uh, Philadelphia number three, Dodgers number two, and the Cubs number one. For Bryce Harper. Um, and then the second sports piece we've got today, we're going to go with uh, Chris's sports piece. All right. So today I'm going to be talking about the NBA power rankings. It's pretty early in the season thus far, but there's some standout teams um, that have done really extremely well, some that have um, exceeded expectations so far. So the number one team for my power rankings is going to be the Toronto Raptors. The other night, they solidified that. I actually, when I first made the um, list, I had the Golden State Warriors at number one. But the Toronto Raptors conveniently played the Warriors uh, the next night after I made the list. And I think, what was that, two days ago? Yeah. We're just, just for everybody to know, we're recording on the Friday, 15th. December 14th. Yeah. So um, they played the Warriors a few nights ago in Oracle, beat the Warriors without Kawhi Leonard. Um, Kyle Lowry really put on a show. He did a great job. Um I think a lot of people have doubts on um, Kyle Lowry, me, myself included. Um, he's kind of, I think he's probably one of the most underrated players in he's the league. Solid. But he's a solid, stellar, steadfast guy. He's going to put up at least 16 points a game, get you a good amount of assists, and he's going to help you win some games. So the Raptors, I think, without a question, are the number one team. I got the Warriors at number two. I think they're just too loaded. They're, they've got a really good team, steps back, so they're going to continue to win games. And then I got the Boston Celtics at number three. So the reason why I have the Boston Celtics is because they've been streaking lately. They've won seven straight games. Um, I looked at their schedule. They haven't been against the best teams, but 
the Celtics, their lineup is very solid. Gordon Hayward's starting to mold into the lineup, and he's playing a lot better than he was at the first of the year. So I got Boston at number three. I got the Milwaukee Bucks at number four, and then to round out the top five, I've got the Denver Nuggets at number five. What are your guys' thoughts so far about the top five? Hmm. If there's one thing I could change, I'd, I might put Denver Nuggets over the Milwaukee Bucks. That's what I was going to say, too, actually. How come? Um, I guess mainly for the conferences. Um, I think Denver looks like a really decent team. Yeah. Um, and they're sitting at the top of the West currently, so. Yeah, definitely. I was going to say that as well. Their strength of schedule. I, I, I would have to look exactly what the differences are between the two, but I would assume that Denver's played a tougher strength Pretty of schedule. Simple. They went through some injury problems and well, right? yeah denver has like five players injured right now yeah uh, yeah denver is a loaded team but this is the reason why i have the milwaukee bucks above them the denver nuggets do not have anybody as close even close in the same league as yes. a player like Giannis. yeah Giannis sure. is going to be in the mvp contention throughout the year he's going to win the mvp most definitely you you can guarantee within the next five years so i think he's one of the best players in the league already uh, and I think if the Nuggets and Bucks played in a series, I think that would show. Um, I think the Milwaukee Bucks are a really good team this year. Yeah, they, they are a pretty good team. So to close out the top 10, I've got uh, at number 6, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, the addition of uh, Schrader was a really good... Did you say that? Schrader or Schroeder? Schroeder. Schroeder. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Is that correct, Quentin? You went to Germany? Schroeder. All right. All right. All the say Schroeder. Yeah. I mean, the American. The German plug over here. He helped us out. So, Dennis Schroeder. He's helped him out a bunch, taking Carmelo off the team. It's kind of sad to say that, but has really helped out to the Oklahoma City Thunder. And then I've got the Los Angeles Lakers. They had a pretty rough loss. I think it was last night against the Houston Rockets. Yeah. Um, and then I've got rounding out at number eight, the 76ers in Philadelphia, number nine, Indiana Pacers, and number 10, Los Angeles Clippers. So the probably seven to 15 spot is very, very hard to uh, yeah. categorize teams. I was going back and forth. I was going to have the Mavericks, but they just had a pretty tough loss the other night. To the, Suns. Um, to the Suns. So I couldn't put them in the top 10. I wanted to because I kind of wanted to talk about Luca, but we're probably going to discuss him a little later today. Yeah, we will. Um, so I don't know. I think the Lakers are probably the strongest uh, besides the Thunder out of those bottom teams that I just named, 6 through 10. But the teams 11 through 15 that I have, I'll just real quick go over them. I got the Grizzlies, the Spurs, the Pelicans, the Mavericks, and the Blazers. So you'll notice those are all Western Conference teams because the Western Conference is so much better than the Eastern Conference thus far. Um, but any of those teams really could bounce up to the seven spot, and I think anybody could be comfortable with them being at that spot. The thing that's hard about it is it's so early in the season, and all the teams are all over the place so mm -hmm. far. Like Teams are going up and down, performing better other nights than they are at other times. So Totally agree. Yep, the West is loaded. Since we're talking about uh, the NBA, I looked up the strength of schedule since we were talking a little bit about that as well. Um, I got this from a team rankings website, teamrankings.com, so I don't know how accurate it is. But the Nuggets' strength of schedule was 6, the Bucks was 11th, so it's not that not big of a bad. difference, really. Yeah. 
Um, interesting thing is the jazz strength of schedule was number one. Wow. Which and it isn't a surprise to us. And it's no. 2.2, 2, and the next one is 0. 0.7. I don't oh know what those heaven. mean, Jeez. but it's a big difference. Yeah. <laughs> so that gives us jazz fans yeah. hope. But I had the jazz um, <laughs> look, and like I said, that middle of the pack, really 7 to even 21, you can, they can bounce all over the place. The Western Conference, how much well, of a the, game difference is between 1 and 14? Yeah, if the Jazz win one the next like two or three games, they could be as high as like the fourth seed, I think. It's insane. So I've never seen this. I think this is the first time I've ever seen it in any sport, really. Yeah. But it's been so close. From 1 to 14, the game behind difference is 5.5. So that's, that's really close. That's insane. Yeah, so I have the Jazz at number 19. Um, just, you know, they're sitting at, what, 14 and 15? Yep. Yeah, 14, 15. 14 and 15. They're doing okay, but I, I, I'm very disappointed in them so far. They've had a really tough schedule, but I still I can't give them an excuse for yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. I haven't been win. impressed with Donovan Mitchell. He's done well, but I think everybody was, you know, probably had too high of expectations coming into the season. Definitely. Especially yeah. after the rookie season. Yep. Got into a bit of a sophomore slump, but I think he'll bring it around. Yeah. Speaking of rookie seasons, Carter's sports piece. My my sports piece is about Luka Doncic, as we brought up up before on the Mavs, bringing them to seventh in the West, right? Uh, either way, they're they are currently fifteen yeah. and twelve. Um, the night we recorded our first podcast, December eighth, he dropped a overwhelming loss to the Houston Rockets, where he went on his own eleven zero run. And I like to think of this as like a defining moment in his career where we know like this guy's real and we can expect a lot from him. Even though it's his rookie season, you know, you don't see 11-0 runs from one player at the end of a game to help them win every single day. So I think Maybe he's going to turn... a season even. Yeah. You know, something like that. I yeah. think he's really special so far. Yeah, I agree. I think he's a special player. He's going to be a... I think If he stays healthy, he's going to be a generational player. It's good to see, you know, his, he's got athleticism, he's good at passing the ball, he's a good rebounder, he's a good shooter, and that's, I think, what surprised a lot of people. I was looking yeah. at some scouting reports from the past, you know, six months leading up to the draft, or I guess a little more than that, and that, that was the big question mark, is if he could consistently hit three-pointers, and he's, he's shot the ball pretty efficiently thus far. The question I have is, do the do the Atlanta Hawks feel bad for getting Trey Young? I mean, he's a pretty good rookie so far as well. But they traded away. Yeah, they could have got Doncic. Yeah, but they traded the pick away so they could get. Well, not so they could get Trey Young, but because they didn't really want Doncic that bad. Yeah. From three to five. Yeah. The picks. I think there was just so many question marks about Doncic. Uh, just. You know, honestly, unfairly, I think the kid won the MVP at like yeah. 17 in the Euro League. Yeah. So you know, the Euro League isn't the NBA, but it's the next best thing. And winning at 17, that shows a lot of upside and potential. But Trey Young too, he's kind of got that Stephen Curry vibe, and he very well could be a very good player. He's got some, he's got more polishing to do, I think, at the moment than Doncic. Yeah. yeah. But I don't, I don't know. Could, I think it's still too early off. to say. Yeah, yeah, it is too early to say. I agree with that. But, yeah, they're both really good players in the rookie season. I think as the years go on, we'll be able to answer this question more thoroughly. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so our last last sports piece is from Quentin. 
Yeah. Yeah, speaking of Europeans, <laughs> I, I just want to bring some soccer to your guys' ears. Um, as the, the soccer truther over here, um, I just want to talk about um, the Champions League. So recently, the group stage finished uh, a few days ago, maybe even yesterday. I don't know. Yeah, yesterday, probably. I don't know. Sometime this week it finished. <laughs> and uh, they have the... So the group stage is finished for you. Those of you who don't know a lot about the Champions League or what it is even. So basically the year before, um, all the best teams from each European league play in a, in a league throughout the next season. So for example, the Bundesliga is the German league. And at the end of last year, the top four teams automatically get a place in the Champions League for the next year. Um, and they do it. It's they call them like coefficients. So basically, how competitive the league is is how many spots they get. So like the Swiss league, they're not super competitive as as the Spanish league or the English league or the German league. So they only get like one or two teams. I'm not exactly sure the number, but basically that's how it works. And they play a group stage. So they do a random draw. Um, and each group there's. Groups A through H, it's kind of like the World Cup, if you're familiar with the World Cup. They play um, a few games, and whoever has the most points, they get three points for a win, one point for a draw, zero points for a loss, right? And the top two teams get to move on to the knockout rounds. And so the group stage just finished this week, and they have the, the 16 teams, which are Man City, Juventus, Liverpool, FC Bayern, Barca, PSG, Real Madrid, Tottenham, Atleti, Dortmund, Roma, Manu, Lyon, Ajax, FC Porto, and Schalke. I'm pretty sure I said Ajax wrong. I don't know how to say it. It's the Dutch team. They're really, they're really young right now, but really good. Um, so um, they are going to do the draw this Monday where they'll pick who matches up with who, and then it'll be a tournament style where each team will play each other twice. It'll be a two-leg um, competition, or however you want to call it. And basically, whoever scores the most goals in the two games gets to move on to the next uh, round. Um, so, me personally, I think that there's a lot of good teams that are going into the, these knockout rounds. Um, there's only a few teams, like Schalke. Schalke has been really doing really bad this year. They're in the German League. Um, they are flirting with relegation. Um, I'm not sure. They kind of got lucky and made it into the knockout round. FC Porto, um, not as as great as as history has been to them. And Ajax and Lyon, they, all those four teams, they're kind of bottom of the pack. They won't really make much noise, but I think top contenders to win this year are definitely Man City. Man City's been a powerhouse the f past few years, even with Kevin De Bruyne out. Um, they've been doing really well. Also, Juventus is a, definitely a top team uh, with the new signing of Ronaldo this year. Um, Dybala, all these terrific players, um, they're going to definitely have have a, a shoe-in for for the Champions League. Also, Liverpool is up there. FC Bayern. Um, Barca, they they have looked a lot weaker um, than they've been in the past few years, which is unfortunate. But 
they're definitely contenders. They they're experienced in the Champions League, and um, unfortunately, the past few years they've they've lost um, in in like the quarterfinals or semifinals. Um, last year they got upset by Roma, and and yeah, um, PSG is also up there. Uh, blonde Mbappe is always better than regular Mbappe. Uh, he I don't know what it is, but when he when he dyes his hair blonde, it, he just seems like he's better. They have Neymar. Uh, they spent a lot of money, so they should be winning. Uh, Real Madrid, honestly, they're they're not as as great as they've been in the past years. Obviously, because Ronaldo left, that took a big hit to to their team. Also, that uh, Zidane left, their coach, manager, whatever you wanna wanna call him, he left. So they've been struggling this year, but definitely they have the experience. They have Tony Cruz and Modric, the Balloon Dior winner. Um, so they definitely could could make some noise as well. Um, uh, there's kind of these middle teams. Um, I mean, it's kind of controversial that I have Atleti at uh, a middle team just because they've they're pretty good. They have Griezmann and Diego Costa, but honestly, I, I don't think that they'll do much this year. Uh, I just, I mean, their defense is really strong, but Honestly, I, I just don't think they'll do well. Also, Dortmund is kind of in that middle. Dortmund's been really great. They're at the top of the Bundesliga this year. Uh, they're kind of a development team. There's there's kind of teams in Europe that they're not the greatest of clubs. Oh, that's not true. They're great clubs, but their their main goal is kind of developing players and giving them to other teams. Um so Dortmund's kind of that that team right now. Their team's really young, but they're playing well together. Have a strong offense and a very young offense. So I could see them making noise as well. So that's kind of it for the Champions League. Um, you guys have any thoughts about? I just got a question. Yeah. So I was uh, I don't know anything about soccer, and I just looked online. Uh huh. I just typed in soccer, and uh, <laughs> I found on here this team called the Young Boys. Yeah, the Young is that Boys. The Young Boys? Yeah. Who do they, what team it's, is that? It's it's they're in Switzerland. Oh, do, they yeah. played Juventus? Yeah, they just barely they beat them. them. Yeah. 2 to 1. So, when when teams kind of have their like their the top 2 in the group stage, their mm. last game they're kind of just letting yeah, they don't have their starting lineups in. They're just playing just to play. Kind of in the NFL when they yeah, tag okay. seven teams. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I see. The same same thing. So like for example Barca and Tottenham played. Barca had the first and second. Um I didn't really talk about Tottenham. They're also really good. But uh Barca, yeah, is they have the top two spots. So they didn't start Messi. Um who else would uh so it was like a trap game. yeah basically. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. So, so the young boys probably aren't even that good. No, no. they're fourth in that group. Yeah, page. they lost. Yeah, oh, they're out okay. of the group. Yeah. I, I guess I'll have to start playing FIFA. Yeah. Rush up on that. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to the young boys. Yeah. <laughs> if you had to pick who would be in the championship, who would you pick? Um, two? Not knowing how the draw is going to go. Right. Um, I think my top two teams are Man City and Juventus. Maybe FC Bayern. I have to root for FC Bayern just because yeah, I lived in Germany, Germany for a while. That's why he called me the German plug. But <laughs> I have to root for FC Bayern. But they, they've been a little rocky this year. Maybe they'll figure it out towards the end of the year. But, yeah, definitely so, Man City and Juve are, are so you pick those our two? favorites. Yeah. Okay, okay. 
I'm going to go out on a limb and say mm-hmm. it would be Bayern versus Tottenham. Bayern versus Tottenham. <laughs> so you can come back and see if that's what it'll be. But yeah. Yeah, we'll have to see <laughs> at the end of the end of the spring. Yeah. That's when they play. So. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it, it goes on all year long. It's like, it's a league, pretty much. Hmm. So. I guess we'll get some updates when we have the draw on Monday, right? On Monday, yeah. yeah. So, and also, so there's also a Europa League, which is the league under the Champions League, basically. Hmm. And so the teams that don't make the Champions League or get kicked out, um, they will go to the Europa League. Okay. Cool. Very good. Makes sense. We've got a good, diverse amount of sports today. Got some baseball, basketball, and soccer. Sorry, football. Next time. Yeah, next week. (laughs) So that's it for our sports corner. We're going to move into matchup of the week. I will be the judge. We have five guys versus in and out Chris will be on the in and out side, and Tanner and Quinton will be on the five guys side. Whoever wants to start out can go ahead. Your Honor, I'll go ahead and start. All right, go ahead. All right, Your Honor, I just have to say a couple things. First of all, In and Out Burgers is for the people, and I'm going to tell you why it's for the people. So, according to this nifty Wikipedia page, quote In and Out Burger has chosen not to franchise this operation or go public. One reason is the prospect of quality or customer consistency being compromised by excessively rapid business growth, end quote. All right, so I think that's a pretty awesome thing that they don't want to go public, you know, make some money in the stock market and ruin their production. They want to make sure that you get good quality food and not only just good quality food, but cheap food as well. You cannot beat In-N-Out's quality compared to its price. Whenever I go to In-N-Out, you know, I'm expecting, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a good burger. I'm expecting to pay, you know, 10 bucks for a meal. No, it's usually like 6 bucks here in Utah. That's fantastic. I don't know what it's like in California, where it originated. Shout out to our California listeners. But <laughs> In-N-Out is much better. First of all, Five Guys, all they care about is expansion. They don't care about quality. They even have a location in Saudi Arabia. My goodness, man. That's terrible. Whatever. They want to get it to the people. There's no way you can say that In-N-Out has better quality than Five Guys just because they franchised all over, whatever, gone to Germany, Italy, Saudi Arabia. It doesn't matter. Their burgers are better, period. You can put whatever you want on them. You can, they have a whole condiments menu where you could just sit there, look, oh, yeah, I want bacon, all this stuff, you know. But at In-N-Out, it's just like three I, things. A cheeseburger. Yeah. A double-double. Uh, I mean, they have their little secret menu. Whatever. You can get a grilled cheese. Yeah, just put it up on the, <laughs> put it up on the board if you're going to have A flying that. Dutchman just get a patty? What, what the heck is that? I'd rather have a secret menu than get a bag of fries and have a cholesterol sack at the bottom of my fries. Dude, I got the, a napkin. I got diabetes from that, man, just by touching their bag. Bring up fries. Plus, the, yeah, on. the fries are like... Ten times better. Yeah, but they're guys. made out of 68% grease, dude. <laughs> no. I got diabetes the first time I've been into it. <laughs> no. My goodness, man. First of all, In-N-Out, Your Honor, if I could close out my argument. Oh, yeah, please. In-N-Out is for the people. In-N-Out is healthier than Five Guys. It's for the people. Once again, it's for the people. And for all our <laughs> California people out there, In-N-Out's much better. And I think you'd agree. 
All right, five guys. Right. You want to okay. finish out? Yeah. So In and Out might be healthier, but people who are looking to eat burgers are not looking to eat healthy. <laughs> Your Honor, I I I thought you I, closed. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> let, let five guys finish. Listen, when I want to eat a burger, I want something that's juicy, heartfelt, thick. I just want to bite into the burger and taste greatness. And when I go to Five Guys, that's what I can do. Yeah, I would, I would agree completely. And you can get all those toppings on there, whatever you want. You can get something different pretty much every time you go if you wanted to, a different type of burger. And I just think that's awesome. And when you go to In-N-Out, if you don't douse those fries in that special sauce or whatever. Or salt. They, or salt that they have. Those things taste like garbage. Well, those little fries. Oh, they're terrible. Well, it's like they're like... A half centimeter in diameter. I don't even know. Maybe not that even. But those in those uh, Five Guys fries, way better. Burgers, way better. Just if you want better quality food, better tasting food, Five Guys. You know, for if, sure. if you want to get a gastric bypass every time you have a burger, <laughs> go ahead and go to Five Guys. But if you want to just have a good burger, go to In-N-Out. Whatever, man. I've been right. to Five Guys right. plenty of times. Let, let me finish this out. Okay. Um, my verdict is Chris had some good arguments, but... I'm going to say five guys ended up winning that matchup of the week. This has been colluded. They had, this been, <laughs> they had good counterclaims. Conspiracy. And I, hey, let us know what you guys think in the comments. Yeah, please let us get get to us and let us know. Anyway, that's that's the winner of the matchup of the week. Next up is... Quentin's Word of the Week. And Sorcel. To bewitch or enchant someone. Okay, thank you for that, Quentin. Now we're going to go back to Quentin. Awesome. So I have a I have the random story of the week. Um, so this week, I work for a pest control company. I was just driving in my truck in Brigham City. And I was listening to my favorite radio station because I forgot my headphones at home. U92 or 92.5. And in Brigham City, I don't know what's wrong though. The thing doesn't reach Brigham City or whatever from wherever United Salt, yeah. Salt Lake, yeah, South Jordan, I think, is where they're at or something. I don't know. But it doesn't reach Brigham City. So all of a sudden, this random news station, or not news station, just random radio station yeah, comes on. And they're like, hey, welcome to the trading post. Uh, Jeffrey, is this Jeffrey? And some guy named Jeffrey calls in. Yes, uh, sir. I I just have some rollerblades for sale. Um, my daughter outgrew her rollerblades. They're size one to four. Uh, kids, I, I'm selling them for the best offer. Just give me a call at four three five. Blah blah blah. So I'm sitting there in my truck, like, what what weirdo is on the other end of this radio wanting to buy this little girl's rollerblades for their daughter used rollerblades. Like, what? <laughs> I, I really am appalled that some, that some radio station thought it was a good idea to have a bunch of people call in to sell their stuff 
to other people. Like, we live in 2018. That's what, like, KSL classifieds are even. Uh, eBay. I, I don't know. You can sell your stuff on anything. Why over the radio? So that's my random story. Tell me what you guys think. If you guys use the trading post, let me know. Oh, hello, hello. I'm, here. To start. I'm trying to sell my used Tupperware. Uh, would you like to buy? <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't know, man. It was, just, it was just weird and random. So here is the Willie and Winner of the Week presented by Chris. All right, thank you for that, Quentin. All right, so the Willie of the Week. I'm going to start with Willie and then a positive note. Willie of the week this week is Jacques. For Jacques earlier this week was sitting there speculating who the king of R&B is, and he decided to name himself the king of R&B. First of all, we just had like a three-minute conversation how to even pronounce his name. I haven't even heard of the <laughs> dude. Jacques, Jack Wagon Quise, you're not the king of R&B, no matter how you cut it. It's okay. I think he had a song that charted like number 69, I think. It was called Bed. Sounds like a nice, wholesome song. Um, (laughs) But I listened to it and I did it while I was on the toilet because that's where it belongs. (laughs) That's that's where it belongs. Um, But Jacquees, you're the Willie of the Week. You are not the king of R&B. Alrighty, and to end on a more serious note, uh, the winner of this week is going to go to Time Magazine's Persons of the Year. So every single year, Time Magazine comes out with a person of the year, or sometimes multiple people. Actually, you, you won the person of the year in 2006. If you were born before 2006, go check it out. Congratulations, by the way, if you didn't know. Um, but anyways, um, Time Magazine came out this year and named the Guardians, and no, not the Guardians of the Galaxy, but a group of journalists who risked their lives to portray um, stories that might have been controversial to the government and try to show forth the truth. Um, And I think I'm going to just end off with what Time Magazine entered in, um, kind of describing why they chose these people. So, quote, this is from Time Magazine. Whom do you trust? It may seem a wonder that in a world riven by tribal tensions, national leaders seek division where sturdy bridges already stand. In confusion where clarity can mean the difference between life and death. The world may not be getting worse, only more confused. But in time, that distinction can vanish. There's an urgent work ahead in shaping a communication system guided not by software, but by the judgment of citizens and the social contract implied in the First Amendment. Facts matter, end quote. Now, I know that journalists sometimes get a bad rap these days. Objective journalism is needed now more than ever. In a world where facts are often curtailed for political opinions and mob-like internet rage, having people that are willing to sacrifice to provide us with facts is essential. Because at the end of the day, facts matter. Thanks, Chris. Um, That's it for us. Um, Thanks for listening to the Update Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Star Command Entertainment uh, on Facebook and Instagram. And then on Twitter, at Star Command ENT. Again, thanks for listening and have a great week.